welcome to um, the next episode of uh, <coughs> Meanwhile in the Falklands from FITV. I am back from my travels. Woo! Yay! <laughs> thank you, thank you, Hannah. I, heard, <laughs> I know Thomas is not happy. <laughs> I heard the podcast last week. Uh oh. He's absolutely caught now. Yeah. <laughs> now listen, I heard the podcast last week. So, Hannah, we need to have a little chat. So, when a boy mm. petrel and a lady petrel fall in love, it's actually the lady petrel that has the the egg. What? <laughs> not not the boy petrel. Come on. To quote last week, you said, um, "So I saw him." And I got my camera out, oh, and then no. I filmed him laying an egg. <laughs> oh no! And all I, I did that. And oh, all I could dear. think of was fantastic. We're going to sell that. <laughs> oh no! For a lot of money. <laughs> to be absolutely fair to you, though, Tom, neither Tom or I picked up on that and didn't comment either. So we obviously think they're boys <laughs> lay eggs too. So it's okay. It's just the whole we didn't office have that's very good. Sex education, clearly. <laughs> we were all in school. No, not quite. So, so tell me about your trip then, because you've been. Did you do quite a few in a row? Didn't I did. I did three, three, and three back to back, which was quite nice. So I did um, Pebble, Bleaker, and Saunders mm. all in a trip. So when I came back, I was quite like laid back and relaxed and like. Ooh. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, after one day, I was like, right, back into stress. Work do, you, mode. do you think you have like? Because I, I did a quite uh, a few um, islands a few years ago. But do you get like overload penguins? I, I got yeah, smell honestly, another penguin. Honestly, by by the time I got to Bleaker halfway through. I was like, I don't really want to see another Gen 2. Like, I didn't, I didn't mind seeing them, but I wasn't like, wow, mm. anymore. The wow factor about penguins had gone. Apart from the king penguins at um, Saunders, they were great because mm. they were little fluffy chicks. They got, how many have they got now? About 70, is it? Sort of yeah, they've got quite yeah. a few. Um, and they were all chasing each other around, and they're oh. all, like, short, and their little wings are all short, and they're all fat and waddly. So, so if anyone's listening to this who think, actually, I'd quite like to see some penguins in the wild, and I'll come down to the Falklands, oh. maybe I'll go on a cruise that's lovely but the cruise ship passengers who come in and we've got the zandam coming in this sunday um they don't actually see a lot what you need to do is come down here no you need to come down here and book with a good um holiday firm such as the people who work next door to us i'm not other but other other um firms (laughs) other firms are available but full plans holidays will sort you out and um they you come down and you um you go you and get sit a couple in a night, don't you? Yeah. You're there for a couple of nights. At go and sit in a pile of penguins, and, and they will fun. come up to you. And you don't need huge long lenses. Oh, you really like don't. It's funny because you see all these tourists with these massive, expensive lenses and all this high-tech gear, and you think you don't need that here. The wildlife will come to you if you're quiet yeah. and you're on your own, and you sit down. They they'll come, come to you, up yeah. to you. Given the due, they do get good photos with them. Those ca- those lenses are lovely. And I would love one, and I'm not a green-eyed monster at all, but. <laughs> so, what's been happening while I was away? So, lots. We've been quite busy. I mean, we were talking on the podcast last week about how um, these guys were were away on islands a lot of the time, and I'd been off and things like that. But when we seem to have managed to get by while you were it's away, it's still here. You, it's you, still in one piece. You had a little meeting with uh, Mark Pollard, didn't you? Yeah, that was this week. Um, I did a follow-up with Emily Mark Pollard about his health checkups. Cause how, how did he get on? I'm intrigued. Yeah, so something that the hospital is starting is they're being really sort of long-term and forward-thinking, which I think is really commendable because they're inviting people. I think it's 
over the age of 40 to come in and have a bit of a general health checkup about their blood pressure and that kind of thing. And that's to stop later down the line these people having future health problems and also I suppose the other side of it is that they're saving themselves an awful like in the Falkland Islands an awful lot of money mm. because they're catching these things early and giving people the chance to change their lifestyle before they have to have medication yeah. things like that so um, Emily Mark Pollard which in my opinion I think this was a really brave and quite amazing thing to do he came in and volunteered and said that to set an example he wanted to go to the hospital and invited us to come along with him throughout the process of having one of these health checks done. Um, and he himself sort of said, um, both in the interview and to us, that he, he knew that he had some lifestyle changes to make mm. in order to make himself healthier. And he's just recently become a dad for the first time, I think. Yeah. So he wanted to really make sure he was as healthy as possible. So he went along to one of these um, checkups and they did his blood pressure, they checked all different sorts of things and then he went to the doctor which was the catch-up I did this week and they've given him some lifestyle changes that he can make okay. which will actually make him a healthier person in total so I would really advise if anybody is in that age range I'm not quite there myself um, that they should... I was should say, can we, uh, oh, is yeah. there anything for like yeah. a younger... Um, well younger I don't think so because it's more about it's more about the as you get older, that sort of thing. But I mean, I'm sure us being, I mean, we're both in our 20s, can go along to the hospital and make an appointment with a nurse and ask for some general life advice um, on how to make ourselves healthier. So mm. I wouldn't mind getting some sort of nutritionist. You know, I think, especially here, because you don't have a lot of fresh fruit and veg and things like that, not a lot mm. of sunlight, you'd miss out on now, some vitamins. And yes, now I, I heard this a little while ago about. Um, you know, you hear it from one person, then you hear it from another person, then by the time it gets to the third person, you start thinking, hmm, yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that vitamin D levels are quite low in people down in the first well, There's a lot of that SADS. Yeah, well, no, no, but vitamin D levels, mm -hmm. because of, there's no, because the lack of, not lack of sunlight, because there is sunlight, but we don't tend to go outside maybe as much as we would if we were in the UK, perhaps. So, um, and SAD as well, mm -hmm. but um, there's seasonal affective disorder. But, um, yeah, vitamin D levels, certainly. I think so that'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah, I think that might be quite accurate. Because of the wind here, I find that people drive, yeah. to, oh, yeah, like, just nice. drive down the road, things like that, which I do understand, and I do do it myself. But um, I think you miss on those just, oh, I'm going to nip to the shop and run along the road, like you might mm. do in the UK. You miss those little bursts of sunlight well, that you might be getting. This actually brings us on nicely to something that Mark Nightingale, the FIGO Sports Development Officer, is hoping to do in the next couple of months. He wants to do a uh, no drive walk to work day. Okay. So no, no driving oh, yeah. for anyone, Idea. like a sponsored walk to work day to kind of encourage people to stop getting in their yeah. car when they can actually walk it. And we, we always see him puffing up Philomel Street, which is some big hill in the mid centre of town with a push chair and he's pushing these kids up there. He's two Always children. walking. Yeah. yeah. And I think good for him. And it, it is, I think we take for granted the fact that we can just jump in the car and get anywhere. Well, it's actually quite walkable, isn't it? Well, absolutely. And do you know, um, in Paris, on the last Sunday of every month, the new sort of mayor that came in made a rule that nobody was allowed to drive their cars. Oh, yeah. And everybody, and people really, especially locals, obviously there was tourists and things that, that drove, but... Um, 
everybody upheld to it and because um, I, I was there looking after children and we used to take them out on Sundays but instead we would have to walk places on the last Sunday okay. of every month. Um, yeah. I think the if way they to can, do it is whack, whack a big tax on the fuel or something like that. If they can do <laughs> I know we've got really cheap yeah. fuel but whack it on there and stop people getting in the cars. If um, they can do it in Paris mm. then they can do it in Stanley. Yeah exactly. I'm going to do my little bit. I, for a long time I've been thinking about doing the couch to 5k. I'm not a runner. And um, this is no exaggeration because I know people, you know, will exaggerate a little bit for effect, but I cannot run for more than about 20 seconds. Um, I just can't do it. And there's a couple of ladies who are setting up a couch to 5K. And all I've done so far, that, like, I've been thinking about it for a long time, is actually download the apps. I've downloaded oh, two who apps. Did you choose? For oh, that one. Voice? Have you chosen? No, your... but I think I'm going to go with Sarah Millican. Sarah Millican, I went with her. She's yeah, good. She I, was great. She's so good. So um, they're starting at that. So that's next Tuesday. So I'm going to document it on my phone and, um, you know, vlog so style. Vlog, what vlog what? style. Exactly. See how it goes. Beth. Um, no, uh, Natasha and Andrea, I think. But so, so I'm going to have a go at that, um, which brings us neatly on. Well, it doesn't. To um, one of the things I did when I was in the UK, I went to the Ucotta Student Conference. Um, so one of my daughters is currently at university in the for, in the UK, and the I think about fourteen um, Falkland Island students went along to this. Um, which is the UK Overseas Territories Association. They had a student conference. It was a really nice day. It was incredibly well organised. Uh, it was at the Natural History Museum. Such a great idea. I mean, besides what they were doing that day, but just to get all the students together. Um, you Definitely. Know, so you had all the Falkland students and, and like British Virgin Islands and Cayman and Bermuda and Turks and Caicos and all that. They were all together. And they'd all made some films, hadn't they? They had always so there was a little film festival to start off with, and they'd all had to make a one-minute film by themselves <laughs> on their island. So uh, Connie, when she was down here, she filmed, and unfortunately it was winter, and it started to snow. And she was her film's called Wind, War, Wind, and Wildlife. So war is obviously she filmed the war memorials. Wind, we all just you know just have to stand outside, <coughs> don't you? But wildlife, she wanted the penguins. And it started to snow, and because I'm such an old woman when it comes to driving, I refused to drive to Gypsy Cove to go and film the penguins. <laughs> so the wildlife she's got in it are these ducks that are in the harbour. <laughs> but it's all very grey. It is beautiful. I know Falklands landscape is beautiful, but it is very grey, isn't it? Mm. So hers was the first film on. That was great. second film on was this Cayman Islands. Blue skies, turquoise waters, white sandy beach, everyone's <laughs> smiling and outside, you know. And then the third one was um, British Virgin Islands. Blue skies, turquoise <laughs> waters, white sandy beaches, everyone outside smiling. And then the fourth one was Turks and Caicos. Blue skies, <laughs> turquoise waters, white sandy beaches. <laughs> So I just wonder whether all the students from the other overseas territories were watching Connie's film going, oh, Good God, we don't live there. Yeah. <laughs> Where is the blue in this? Yeah. Yeah. But no, it was, it was really good and she, she did really well. Um, I didn't help her at all with it. It was all her own work. And, you know, she did, she did a good job. Um, and then they had a chat with... Uh, to some scientists talking about some specimens because obviously they've got the squid at the Natural History Museum, mm -hmm. the giant squid. They called him Archie, I think. Oh, oh, I like yeah. that name. Um, yes. There's something coming up soon, isn't there? Christmas time that you've been busy, busy organising. 
Do you want to mention it? What's that? Oh, well, the, the Christmas Challenge concert. Drag quiz. Oh, the drag quiz. <laughs> I don't know if you wanted to mention it or not. Do you know what? That is, we're going to be such a busy weekend. Paul has been very busy. Well, first of all, right, on the Friday, we're doing the um, Christmas Challenge concert organised by Morris and Debbie from the Siemens Mission, which is going to be fantastic. And they're having it at the town hall. Were you here? No, you, you know, what if you were here last why year? Why is it called a challenge concert? Is that people have to do different There's things. There's no prizes. The... But basically, Morris, uh, if you're interested, Morris will say, right, you're doing this Christmas song and you're doing that Christmas song. Um... And you get up with your group. And last year, for instance, the uh, the scout group did the 12 Days of Christmas and ended with an earwig in my cup. And an earwig in my cup of tea. <laughs> and, and, and made this big earwig thing. So it's everyone and the police get involved and the, the fire brigade sang Smoke Gets It. Well, it's not really a Christmas song. But anyway, all in their breathing apparatus. Um, it was just really, really good. Really well organised and a great evening. So FITV are going to take part... And we've got a little choir. Wonderful. Yes. So that's all I'm going to say so far, because I think we need to keep it under wraps for a bit. But, yeah, we'll get on and do that. And then, what, then, then what's after? What's so, next? yeah, the drag quiz on uh, on Saturday um, is organised mostly by Dolly Lache. Um, it's basically to raise funds so we can put on a, a big show, like we did last year for the Drag Stravaganza, but yep. in um, April, probably next year, for, for Pride. So... Um, yeah, we just got to raise some funds so we can it buy. It sounds great fun, though. It sounds like quite an interactive quiz, and I know you probably don't want to yeah. give any other questions away, but it's quite, quite It's not just a sit down with a pen and write it. You, there are some activities there as well. But anyway, let's move on, because this weekend, talking of big weekends, this weekend is going to be huge as well. What's happening this weekend? This weekend we've got the football, which is quite important. We've got football on the Saturday, which is Falklands... Our little local Falkland Islands football team versus the FA 11 team. I didn't realise XI in Roman numerals meant 11, because when I did the voiceover for what some guy last week, I said 6. Oh no! Oh no! But then I changed it. <laughs> Someone's like, that's wrong. But yeah, no, they're, um, they've got a big football match. And, and the people who are exciting. left... I know, and the people Tom's who are left excited. here know nothing about football. I said to Steve this morning, will I recognise any of them? And he went, mm, I don't know. One of them's a relation to the England football uh, it's his little brother, little brother. Yeah. It's but apart from that, no idea. But I'm hoping no that they might not know how to play here because it's very windy here, so they might not be used to it. The pitch is very lumpy, yeah. so they might not be used to that. They're probably used to fancy turf and all astroturfs and this and that okay. and lovely sunshine and blue beaches. And, and, and nothing so, to do with skill. Lovely. So I'm hoping that, that our team will have the advantage in some respects because they've played here all their life. Hmm. Whereas the elements might be mean i don't know how much do you know about football katie yeah quite quite a bit oh, do you? yeah not not too much but i've supported sunderland all my life and then not to reveal too much but i used to be a wag so that was good fun back oh. in the day um, so yeah i've been to quite a lot of football matches and played a little bit when i was younger um and no i i quite enjoy it i can't i th- can see how important this weekend is and that it's it's really amazing that it's happening and that they're coming down because I think it'll be some really really good um sort of publications and some really good for yeah. the Falkland Islands yeah. to have to have this team come down will hopefully teach the the FA 11 team that are coming all about the Falkland Islands. Yeah so I hope you're listening to this listener who likes fo- uh, likes uh, sport and asks us to do more sport so you've got the most sportiest mm, people yeah, talking about this. Yeah they've got a posh do at Government House office so I'm wondering no, if they're no, going to no, 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 so the museum. 
that's oh, at the museum. Yeah, that's at museum. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Well, um, in their muddy kit. If that's so enough. Sunday, the Zandam's <laughs> in. That's eighteen hundred and twenty passengers. Oh. Um, Remembrance Sunday, which is uh, quite tricky. You're going down to the Victory Green, aren't you, to take the? Yes, I'm getting the uh, the gun, the two gun fires in the uh, two minute silence. Which yeah, should be quite nice, and hopefully I'll get a shell. And the rest of us are going to be up at the. Cross of Sacrifice, yeah. filming around there. Then there's the food festival at the Town Hall at 12, yeah. which you're doing, Hannah, aren't yes, you? Yes, I like food a lot. Okay. So I'm going there, but this time I'm going to go there extra early because last time all the food went within five. It was very yeah. popular, So I might it? actually get there at, at half past 11. Yeah, so it's very popular. Um, cathedral Bells at 12.30. I'm a little bit worried about that because the, the ladder to get up there is quite narrow and quite... I'll take a phone, put it in my pocket, and use my agility and Spider-Man up the ladder. Yeah, no, Jojo. So when uh, the the bells that are up in the tower are not the um, so I'm listener, I'm going to demonstrate mine how you ring bells. So it's not the one with like the long rope and the bit of carpet that you pull and then you let it go all the way up to the top and then you right, pull it okay. and then you bring well, it up again. That's what I thought it was. No, these ones are fixed, so they they've got the ropes and the carpet bit on the rope, but they're held, but they're like five in a row because they've got five bells and they literally just pull on them like that. Right, okay. I'm pulling on the <laughs> ropes. She looks like, like she's a cat. Like I'm yeah, a cat. Yeah, as opposed to the one where you, you, you pull it down. I used to do bell ringing, right? And you pull it down and then you let it go. The funniest thing about bell ringers, so you have, you're all in a row and then the one at the start is called the treble and they go, treble's going and then as they pull it down and let it go, they go, and it's gone. <laughs> and then everyone starts. And... Because I was um, I was a lot younger and a lot thinner. Um, I was I only rang the the one and the three, and the three is quite heavy to to ring. And I was ringing the three, and it and the guy who was standing next to me, he was he was helping me, making sure I was okay, because I was only a novice. And I was and he was talking to someone else, and I was getting faster and faster and faster as this thing. And then all of a sudden, all these dead pigeons and poo and everything just <laughs> fell down from the. You know, from the tower oh. down on me, it was horrible. I never went again. Because <laughs> I always thought you'd get really bad rope burn from bell ringing. I never really quite understood. No, you just pull it and then you let it go, and then you sort of catch the end of the and rope it just... as it li- as it lifts up, and then you pull that again, and then it comes all the way down, and then it sort of brings up, and you catch the carpet bit as it goes up, and then you pull the carpet. I want to go another go, but it's, it's not one of those bells <coughs> at the cathedral. It's is not it? those it's bells at the cathedral. One. No, it's these the milking cow ones. Um. Yeah, so that's that. Um, and then in the afternoon, there's the NPC playing the FA11. Um, and then you've got a memorial in the afternoon. Yes. At Sapper Hill, but we're <laughs> yes, not too sure about that one. I think that's to do with... It's the engineers, The engineers again, the but engineers. I saw the engineers on the... So we'll wait and see about that. We'll wait and see about that. Um, yeah, so let's have a look at my list. Oh, yeah, um, so next week... Um, you're going off to Pebble. Yes. For four four days. Yes, and I'm never coming back. I might just stay there forever. Well, I've never been to Pebble, but it oh, looks nice. really, really nice. It's really, really, really nice. And <coughs> the people both, well, Ricky and his um, wife at the lodge are lovely. Haven't met Dr. Alex yet, but I'm sure they're lovely too. Very mm. friendly, very helpful. So I'm excited to go back. And yeah. It's a very nice accommodation. And you're going to Weddell the week after, aren't you? Yeah, that's because the island trips that these guys went on, um, I've got one this week, the week after, yeah. is when I go away to Weddell. 
Yeah. So, yeah, but I'm a bit nervous about it because I have a phobia of birds and I'm generally nervous around wildlife, but it's all about conquering those fears. So yeah. I'm going to go for it. And I do agree that it is very interesting and I am really excited to be able to go. You're going to see Patagonian fox. That would be really good. Yes, you yeah. might, and they might have pups as well. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. But they're very elusive, so it will be a case of camping out. <laughs> camping out like Ray Mears underneath no, the not, not making too much of a noise and not moving too Creeping much about. but the, <laughs> they've got a Weddell they've got one of the penguins that looks like it's sort of washed out a bit so it's not albino right. one, I can't remember it? what they're Is called the no no it's not it's called a loose loose I don't know something but it's Malaginite. not no, <coughs> no it's a gentoo a washed but out rather gentoo. than be white completely white it's not it's sort of, it just looks like it just looks like the ink ran out as it was being printed really oh. That's all it looks like. Okay, I'll make sure it's um, And parliamentary week le- next week. I've never. I don't think we've ever had a parliamentary week. You I spoke, think it'll be terribly exciting. You spoke actually. to Stacey Bragg yes, about it. Yes, I think it'll be good. What it is is it's a um, group of it's different debates on different topics with a panel of people mm. will be discussing these said topics. Chaired by FITV. Chaired by Richard Talking Cockle, points. Richard Cockhoy. Yeah. Who is great, and then the members of the public will be able to. Come in with their questions. Okay. And one of them's on the single constituency, isn't yes. it, on the Wednesday? Yes, I think that'll be good. I'm quite excited for the uh, role of the MLA as well, because what do they actually do? Yeah. <laughs> I think that'll be a good one, because they, they seem to... They, they obviously do a lot in the background, but not a lot of people know exactly what they do do and what mm. are their responsibilities and their roles within yeah. government. So I think as, I think as soon as we're um, opening government and teaching people about politics and giving people a chance to learn about politics it's a good thing especially young people because you want to have people voting from a young age and voters that will vote for life so Mm. that we're all exercising our rights with that because especially women women died for us to be able to vote Mm. so i think it's really important that we all tell my girls every time destroy your ballot paper or vote Mm. (laughs) because they'll be every time um, i think it leads up quite nicely mark pollard is hoping to do an open government he still hasn't done it, but the open government, like a couple of days or a session a week where people can come in and see hmm. what's going on and what they're actually doing. Yeah, all exciting stuff. And sounds like they're kind of the Falkland Islands, not totally, but potentially leading the way a little bit in, in front of places like the UK with opening up the government and getting more people engaged in politics and yeah. things like that. Um, and you said you've got... Because um, obviously I'm really into books. <laughs> and you said you've got an issue with a book. I had I had a problem with that because obviously the podcast listeners have heard all about our books that we read. Yeah. But um, recently I've just finished reading a really, really wonderful book um, called When God Was a Rabbit. And I loved it um, and thought it was great and all the rest of it. But there was one day when I was reading it and they talked about something really quite serious and emotional and as I read it, it was actually to do with 9-11, and I read through the, the protagonists um, going through that. And after I finished reading it, I sat and read for about an hour, and after that I felt 
really sad in my book. You know how you were saying a couple of weeks ago how you read to, for enjoyment and you read to sort of escapism and that kind of thing. And although I agree that it's really important that we read about these things and now I look back and think that it was a wonderful book and I'm so glad that that was included, it was just crazy how much it affected me mm. after reading that. For a couple of hours afterwards, I felt awful and felt really sort of sad and caught up in this book. And I just think it shows how much books can affect us and that kind of yeah. thing. It's really interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you didn't you say it was a bit like um, you felt it was a little bit like um, To Kill a Mockingbird? Yeah. Well, I'm a huge, huge To Kill a Mockingbird fan. I've got tattoos of it written all over me. But um, I find that this was set. It was almost like a more modern British To Kill a Mockingbird. Just the story about um, relationships, uh, all different kinds of relationships, and I think stories about. Um, male and female young siblings and them growing up mm. I find are really interesting and what goes on and it was like that the same as oh, Tickle okay. Mockingbird the destroying of innocence that kind of thing yeah I'm not, now that last sentence has really gone <laughs> no I'm not reading that um what are you reading I'm about? not reading I'm terrible at the oh, moment no. I'm not reading I'm knitting and I'm watching <gasps> I'm doing what I'm watching no tell us about your knitting because you, well, you were just finishing a, a jumper when I last I'm on a different jumper now oh, <laughs> I've got distractors I've got two sleeves left on my old jumper and now I'm on a different jumper because I found some really nice wool and I would I say wool it's not really wool it's like that soft fella yeah. fake wool yeah <laughs> um from Falcons Farmers mega cheap started knitting it up and I'm knitting this plain little jumper and it's all like velvety and nice oh, and snuggly nice. so I'm on my front bit now of it and then I've just got two sleeves left and then it's done. I was in the so. UK and um, I went into a shop and I won't say what shop it is and I thought oh that's a really nice jumper I looked at it 75 quid I'm wow. not blooming paying that so I went oh it's easier to do it yourself yeah so I, I bought a pattern um, wool cost me about 30 quid because I did buy quite expensive wool but yeah, so that's the one. What I are you knitting at the moment then? Well, are that's what the I'll be your... knitting next. Knit, knitting next is my V. Well, we have to put a picture of your previous knits up. Your uh, knits with Steve that you've done in the no, past. No, because he won't, won't wear it. In <laughs> fact, the snot listener, green. <laughs> listener, what you need to know is I, I knitted a grey jumper, which was a bit huge. Actually, Thomas wears it now. Mm. Yeah. That jumper's <laughs> lovely. He loves it, Tom. <laughs> Anyway, thank you very much for listening. If you want to um, look at what we've been doing this week, you need to log on to fitv.co.fk and have a look at episode number 402, which went up last night, didn't it? It did. It's just finishing its business now. It's so just it'll finishing be its business, so yeah. it, should be, it should be up and ready for you to watch. And we'll join us next week. See you later. See you Bye. later.